Okay, so this week we are starting a new uh, uh, mini mini collection, if you will, a mini series. We're going to be doing three Christopher Nolan films this month. The first of which is Memento, which came out in the year 2000 at the turn of the millennium. This is a film about the inf- the the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this is a film about the imperfect nature of memory. Uh, it explores how someone's identity and personality can supersede uh, a search for truth or fact, I think. Um, and it is, it's just a joy to watch for me. This is a film that does not move chronologically, or it does, but it's back and forth, and, you know, we'll talk about it. All that to say, this is a joy of a film, and I'm excited to to dive into it with you, Hunter Callahan. Yes, Zach Olson. Um, as you know, Chris Nolan is one of my favorite directors, and I'd never seen this film before, so I'm very excited to discuss it. But I only have one question that Hit needs, me. To be, needs to be posed on this podcast, and that is... But is Memento good? We're going to talk about that today, and we're going to find out the answer to that question. Yeah. But is it good, podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) But is it good, podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah. Greetings, sir. Greetings from the planet Earth. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, you just welcome, said greetings. <laughs> welcome to the But Is It Good podcast, where we ask the question, but is it good? <laughs> yes, I'm we your do. Host, I'm your host, Hunter Callahan, and this and is my I co-host, am... fucking Zach. <laughs> it's <laughs> that's me. What, that's what your name says. That's what my name is. The, it's weird, too, because I'm pretty sure I changed it last week, but that was the default, and I just like went in the room because we're getting started pretty late tonight. So yeah. I'm, fu- I'm fucking Zach today. <laughs> well, how are you, Zach? I'm good. How are you, Hunter? I'm good. I'm good. Hanging in there. Um, before we get started, please like and subscribe, and you know, do all that shit. You know it. You know the drill. Look us up. Mm-hmm. We're, you uh, we're going to blow I up have- sometime. I have, I have. Uh, it's not really housekeeping stuff, but just stuff that uh-huh. that doesn't feel like it would fit anywhere else other than right at the top. Okay. Do you do you mind if I call you out on something? Oh no. Do you mind? I won't. Uh, yeah, let's do it. Call me out. You spelled memento wrong <laughs> on the schedule. Did I really? Did I say mo? Yeah, momento. I, I did. I've I actually realized that because, um, I when I looked I. I also spelled the wrong. I don't know if you saw that, but it's I put THR. I didn't notice it until I, after I posted it, and I was like, fuck it, I'm not doing it again. See, I saw the memento error and just stopped looking. <laughs> but I realized that when I when I searched for the movie, and I was yeah. like, oh, it's Emmy. Yeah. So I was just giving it, I was, I was giving an Easter egg as to Hunter hasn't seen this movie before, so yeah. I would know. I mean, it does, like, you think it'd be like, 
like a moment. moment. Yeah, like moment. That's what I was thinking. But memento has nothing to do with like a. <laughs> it's memory. It's memory. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it makes um, sense when I've seen the movie. The second, the second thing that oh, I want to no, say. No, there's more. No, it, 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 this is me. This is not you okay. because because we. I was saying, why don't we do some some uh, Christopher Nolan films this month? And you were like, cool. Let's not do the Batman ones because you we we're thinking about next month doing a couple of Keaton Batman movies before the flash correct maybe yeah but i also maybe. didn't realize didn't realize that like into the spider verse 2 comes out before the flash and i'm yeah. not doing that movie June so stacked, we'll see go on yeah but we'll go on. see how it goes but that was our discussion right was that we're not yes. going to do the christopher nolan batman movies because we don't want it to get too c- confusing and you were like pick three movies and i picked uh memento uh uh the prestige which i haven't seen and then mm-hmm. interstellar but I realized while I was watching this film, because this film really works backwards chronologically in a way that I think like foreshadows uh, his work on uh, Tenet. Uh, and there are, oh, yeah. there are a couple different films that I think really play with time. I mean, all of his films deal with time, but really play with time in a forward chronological way. Like, um, well, Interstellar would be one because you can't like go back in time he stays on the planet for like 15 extra seconds. And yeah. age, you know what I mean? And so yeah. I think it would have been cool. <laughs> it's too late now. But I think it would have been cool to, to do like a time series of just like Memento, either like Interstellar or Inception and then Tenet because because this film I feel like would be a really cool discussion with Tenet, but we're not going to do that. We'll do well, it at we, some point. <laughs> we still can do, we can still do Inception, Tenet, and like Dunkirk. Dunkirk is not chronological. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking because this one like works backwards, so it, it feels yeah. like it ties into that. We can you know. swap it if you want to. I, I actually no, no, quite no, no, liked. No. I quite liked Tenet. Um, some people didn't like it as much, but I also really liked the Prestige. I think our our logic was I hadn't seen Memento, yes. and you hadn't seen Prestige. That's correct. And we, and we both like love Interstellar, so we were like, let's do one that I haven't seen, one you haven't seen. Look, guys, we'll event at least for me. I know that probably you too. We, I think we both love Chris Nolan so much that like we'll do them all eventually. Right, right. I would say. Um, and we are going to do the Dark Knight trilogy at some point. It's just that that was like low-hanging fruit, and we were like, nah, let's not let's not be too mainstream, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, yeah. Zach hates superhero movies, so even good No, <laughs> I really, I really, I think that, I mean, I don't think it's even a question that the Dark Knight trilogy is elevated above yeah. all of the MCU. Yeah. For me, at least, uh, yeah, because yes, it's, it's it's in its own universe, and because I'm not convinced he died at the end of the third one. Maybe there'll be a fourth. Wait, no, we 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 see him though. Don't we see him like in the in France? Doesn't Alfred like be like, oh yeah, right, right, right? And we're not sure if it's him or if it's just someone that looks a lot like him. Because I think that's what Alfred's talking about. Is like every every year. <laughs> that was the worst oh, accent. <laughs> I went like Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Every year. Master Every Bruce. year I go to the brunch and then I get to the chopper. <laughs> okay, different series, but we'll do it eventually. Anyway, yeah, um, I'm yeah. very excited to talk about this movie. So, Zach, take it away. This is your episode. So, I said the shit. I said the, you know, follow us and stuff. They will. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Follow us and like and, and stuff and tell your friends. Um, So, Hunter. As someone who watched this film for the first time this this past week, 
Uh, what are your your first impressions? I don't think we need to do like spoiler free. Like we can just yeah. you can just give your because this movie is it's 20, 23 years, years old. old. Yeah. yeah, I absolutely loved it. But I, that's <laughs> I dude I you know like you know me I love Chris Nolan I love all those movies. There's, there's only been one that I've seen where I've been like okay that's fine. Um, what was it? And I forgot what he's even called. It has Al Pacino and Robert Williams in it. Um, and it was good. It has like Robin yeah. Williams in, 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 in like a like a villainous role. It's really interesting. Um, I think it was Chris Nolan. I'm pretty sure it is. Anyway, <laughs> this was brilliant, dude. This was brilliant. Yeah. And I've watched, and I'll I'll discuss all this during the more in depth part of the show. But like, I've watched videos of him like explaining it and all this you're kind of stuff. About, you you were talking about insomnia. Sorry, insomnia, I just wanted to get yes. the name. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, but I remember. The, the and the like, I'm not gonna get too in depth, but I just loved it. I love the I love twisty plots and I love different chronological storytelling. Um, and then when this film like meets itself and then like at the end, you're like, son of a oh, no, yeah. I, just, I loved I loved the way you feel about characters, how much it changes throughout the movie, and Chris and it Nolan, changes. He is just he's like the audience are his toys and he's just playing with you and he knows exactly what he's doing and it's so brilliant. Um he does such 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 a good job of like putting you in the shoes of Leonard and you're like what is happening? Um every conceivable way that I thought this was going to go, it ended up not being and that's and also which I'll discuss later. But apparently, there's like alternate endings that he shot that like so no one really actually knows like what he's what the truth is. Um, I mean, we'll talk we, about that. I don't want to. <laughs> but I, dude, I loved it. I loved it. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's really cool. Like the cast was great. Um, it was just brilliant. Like his fingerprints are all over this, and this is his like this is his like day deb- feature debut or whatever, something like that. It might not be his feature debut, but it's one of his early films. It was I his think, second I think, film. I think he had a film following. called like, the Following. That's right, yeah, Following. Um, but to, to 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 make this that early in your career, I mean, my goodness, man. Hey, you have to not only have a vision, but you have to be able to sell it to a studio because this is a yeah. film that I feel like a lot of directors would pitch this to a studio and they'd be like, no, where's where's Spider-Man? Yeah. And, and you know, <laughs> mind you, that this came before the superhero bubble began. Sure. But, but even right, right. still, to be like, I want to tell the story backwards. And they're like, what? Um, this is just, this is just a master class in filmmaking. It really is. Yeah. This was brilliant. I loved it. What about you? I yeah I agree. Um, I when people I also love Christopher Nolan. I love all of his films that I've seen. I haven't seen uh, Insomnia. I haven't seen The Prestige, and I haven't seen Following. So there, there's three like early films that I, I need to yeah, watch. We're gonna be watching Pres- Following, The Prestige next week. But it's just a joy to watch. It really is the way, like you said, the way that the story unfolds. Um, I love that at the beginning, like the, the, the opening scene, and I won't get to, but it's actually shot in reverse. Like yep. it is in reverse to like set the stage for what's going on. 
then we go to black and white and it's moving in it forward right and then at that point i mean they can't make all the the color scenes like in reverse because we wouldn't be able to tell what the hell people were saying but yeah. the way that the way that it's ch- can you imagine just like <laughs> like walking backwards out of a motel room <laughs> sitting at the diner anyways um it's just it's a joy i think i think that uh <coughs> guy pierce does a, a wonderful job uh and joe Pento- pentoliano is that how you say that is that teddy i know the guy he's in he's been in, yeah. in 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 numerous movies but this is this is the role that i think of when i like when i see him i'm like oh yeah it's he, he, he did a great job in memento um and like you said the way that the way that uh our perception of the characters change it change throughout the movie yes. um and the way that, and, you know, I talk about this often, but the way that every everything fits, like there's nothing, there's no stone left unturned. Everything like fits into the puzzle, right? This is, this is, <laughs> this is cinema. <laughs> yes. <laughs> As oh, they say. That is finest. That is finest. <laughs> um, My question to you is, no, yeah. go on. Go on. No, 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 no. I, I, I could ramble for a year. Or well, let's more. let's let's shoot for roughly forty-five minutes of rambling, but okay. we'll start that in a minute. Because my question to you is, how do you plan on doing movie in a minute? We're gonna see. <laughs> I'm just gonna wing it. I, I've, okay. I've, I, I've been thinking about it. I've been thinking about going like scene by scene, and then I've thought about like setting the stage of what the fuck's going on, and then going like black and white timeline, and then color timeline, and where they meet. I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. see Good luck. Goes. Let's do it. This is movie in a minute. Oh, what I wanted to what I wanted to what I want to end with is that uh, when I think about Christopher Nolan's filmography, like time and time again, my heart says that Memento is my favorite. Like, of I can see all why. of his uh, of all of his films. Like, the, I don't know. It's just I love it. I well, love it. Cool I'm excited too. to talk it's about cool it. Too. Last thing, sorry, because this did not, fi- you know, Inception is is great. Interstellar is incredible. I, yeah. I frankly liked Tenet. I liked Dunkirk. But yeah, like those those feel like big studio movies, even though they have the crystal and fingerprint, and they're still great films. This right. feels like an indie filmmaker who's like leaving his mark. It doesn't feel like some massive production. You know what I mean? Does right. That, that makes yeah. sense. Anyway, go on. Your turn. Does make sense. We're not sitting off nukes. <clears throat> for yeah, this movie it's, it's not know? like the end of the world but it's like it's you know but anyway okay it's time for movie in a minute zach movie in a m- moment so <laughs> Mom- momento <laughs> or momento M- momento <laughs> momento <laughs> could you imagine it's like this week we're gonna do momento i'm really excited <laughs> to do momento <laughs> my favorite thing about momento can you tell that I'm a I'm a film bro? I love Momento. Yeah. Anyway, all right, take it away. Oh, let me pull up a timer. I, that would have oh been a good time God. to to pull up a timer while you were oh doing the God. joke bit. Unbelievable! I can't believe it. Let's set this for one minute and five seconds, so I give myself a little bit of time to. One minute and five seconds. No, I'm gonna start That's it cheating. and then I'm gonna count it. I'm gonna count it down. Okay. All right. Okay, Arnold. All right, you ready? This is yep. Memento movie in a minute in three, two, one, go. All right, so we've got Leonard Shelby. He has uh, amnesia. He has short-term memory. 
and he's trying to piece together what has happened because his wife was murdered and he was hit over the head and he can't remember anything. So we, we, we have uh, a timeline that's moving backwards where he shoots Lenny in the back of the head and then he's moving backwards and we have a black and white timeline going forward. It's like a prologue of like this monologue of him on the phone with somebody. Who is it? Uh, we find out <clears throat> like, you know, pretty far into the movie. Um, so as he's moving backwards in time, it, it, it tells us how he's writing these notes. He's talking about like truth and, and facts and how facts are more important than memory and all this stuff. But really, he doesn't really have control over anything because there's two people that are using him and they've been using him. And uh, he ends up killing the wrong guy. Uh, or at least we think he did. We're not sure. But then Lenny says, I've been using you for a year. So then he burns the photos and commits himself to like kill Lenny in the future. He does. Does the cycle repeat? Let's find out. That was a minute. <laughs> I have bad news for you, though. What? You called Teddy Lenny like every time. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was rushing. Okay. That was great. That was amazing. Should I do it again? <laughs> no. Because if, if, if that goes on Instagram, people are going to be like, you fucking idiot. I don't think anybody actually cares about our videos. You fucking... Can you put like a little a little like thing? Where's the camera? A little thing at the bottom that just says, Zach is stupid. And <laughs> it sh- when he what says Lenny, do, he means Teddy. What I, what I can do is that every time you say it, I'll just like flash Teddy on screen and be like, Teddy. Teddy. In a different spot, like <laughs> Teddy. 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 <laughs> and then also I'll be like, Teddy, you fucking moron. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. Cool, cool. All Thank right, you. Let's, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's do it. Um, so <clears throat> how do you want to approach this, Hunter? I have no idea. I was going to say, so what's fascinating to me is because... This this one I actually really want to talk more not more but like I really don't want to gloss over like just what the movie's doing to the audience you know like obviously the film itself is amazing what it's saying is amazing but like I just thought it was brilliant how he just like played the audience like a fiddle you know what I'm saying like really oh yeah just, so I saw this video where he explains it it's like the the the, the narrative is like a hairpin and yeah have you seen that that video no. I've not. So, you know, usually you have the stories like a, like a chronological line and another right. podcast. You're, you can't see me on the camera, but Zach is, so I'm moving my hands. But he was like, this movie is a hairpin. So it goes like sure. this. He was like, here's the beginning. It's not really a hairpin. Well, hold on, hold on. You'll see. He was saying is there's, there's other parts that take place before everything, so it's not actually. But he was like, here is the beginning of the story. Here is the end of the story, and over here where the turn is is the end of the movie. Well, yeah, but it's just fascinating. Where it's, it's like, so you have one thing going this way, one going this way, and they meet where the movie ends. But one's going this way and one's going backwards. It's mm-hmm. just brilliant, man. And like it's to hear him and talk about when, that when the black and white like goes into color and it like oh man it happens. I like I I. What's funny is that. You see it happen. I did not even register it at first, so I actually went back. I was like, "Wait a second, we're like we're in color now." And so I went back and watched it again, and it's, it's it was brilliant to make it come into color when it when the Polaroid develops, you know. Yeah, um, but it's just fascinating because he was like, theoretically, if you took every black and white scene and lined them all up, and then took every backward scene and lined them all up. 
they would all fit perfectly into one cohesive. Well, it doesn't have to be theoretical because, well, if if you did that with the film as it as it is, the way we watch it, it wouldn't be perfect because yeah, there's some overlaps. Overlaps. Like there's part where he looks at his hand at the beginning yeah. of a scene, and then that's the way that the, the other one yes. ends, right? And and but and that that has to so the audience knows what's happening. Can I tell you something really cool? Yes. There was a a limited release DVD that came out uh, after you know after this film went to went to DVD. There was aren't many order? copies. Was it in order? Well, it, there was a disc two, and if you put disc two in, you had to solve a puzzle by like hitting certain buttons on your remote in the right order or something. And if you did it correctly, it would play the movie uh, in chronological order. And I'm assuming they took out like the jumpy cuts. Yeah. But you couldn't you couldn't pause it, rewind it, nothing. It just started playing, and you couldn't do anything once it started. That's crazy, man. That's awesome. It, isn't that cool? People don't. Re- you know, people. It's funny is that, is that Chris Nolan, I think, has this reputation of like this, like not posh, but like this, like filmmaker. He's like a filmmaker, filmmaker. He's like, I'm gonna do things. I shoot on film, and I'm old school, and I just do it right. Yeah. But he also. At least, maybe it's not just him, but like his industry, like his company, whatever. They have really brilliant marketing stuff, really like with the times. Like when Dark Knight came out, there was like this whole Joker website that like they'd throw out clues. And there was a, I think, a actually like a Memento website that went live and you had to like look at puzzles and like it, it tells you more of the story. And so I miss stuff it, like that. Like I used that to do kind stuff, of stuff like that is, with TV shows yeah, too. Yeah, that kind of stuff is awesome. And it like, brings you into the world and it's fascinating because uh he, he, i don't know he just he makes it like i don't know it's just it's there's so much to expand upon that in the movie we don't get because we don't need it and we don't aren't supposed to have it um but if you really want to like you can find out more information i think he even said to crystal and said that the most fascinating part of the film for him is the un, is the missing time between his accident and when the film starts. Yeah. He's he's like, you have no idea how long it's been since he's been hurt, since he's did this happened. And he said, and that's exactly what I wanted because that's how it is for Leonard. He has no idea how long he's been like this. Right. It's just nuts, dude. It's it so is, good. Is, it is. It's, it's incredibly <laughs> good. So can we talk about the fact that the film opens technically with the conclusion so like a normal this is like a noir film right like a like a murder mystery kind of situation and normally the climax of the film is like finding the culprit and bringing them to justice or something like that right at least like the classic the classic noir film would be that way but this film opens up and he's he's allegedly killed the guy shot him in the back of the head yeah at least as far as we think Uh, but not only that I want to talk about that, but but one thing in that opening shot that I think is brilliant, once you've watched the film and you go back and watch it a second time, mm-hmm. because it, it just encapsulates like what the film is about. Uh, we open with the Polaroid, and as he's shaking it, it's fading. Yeah. It's not it's not coming yeah. into focus. It's it's fading away. And it's like, that's Lenny, <laughs> the real yeah. Lenny. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's like what's happening to him. Yeah. But th- my question is, is that... This film deals a lot with control, and so he feels like he's in he's in control of what's going on because he has a system. 
you know, yeah. uh, uh, Stanley Yelnats didn't have a. It's not Stanley Yelnats. What is what is his name? Sam Sammy Jankus. Yeah, Sammy Jankus didn't have a system, and that's why it didn't work for him. But I have a system, and I put the things in the pockets, and I've got the tattoos, and blah blah blah. And it, he's so desperate for control, and yet he's being played like he's being played like a fiddle, just like we're being played like a fiddle for a large part of the movie. Yeah, but by everybody too. But we come to find at the conclusion of the film that he takes the 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 control or like the truth away from himself, right? Mm-hmm. Because he burns the photos. And he you know what I mean? Like Well, yeah, there's It's it's fascinating. There's a line that Teddy says where he's like he's like, "Oh, we all do it, you know, the the lies we tell ourselves so we can sleep at night or something like that." You know, it's like right. we, we all like L- Leonard needs purpose and his purpose is br- is finding the the guy who killed his wife. Right. Um and if he if he, if he's already done that, what's he gonna he, do? Then he has no purpose, and so he continually needs to have a have a John G to chase. Um, but dude, I just think it's so fascinating because like I went through so many things, like so many rounds of emotion, where I was like, okay, you know, I guess I'm gonna find out. Well, like it's like I'm interested to see what. Teddy did you know like so he was the guy but he wasn't right. actually the guy you know what I'm saying like so you set up to think okay let's see how this guy saw it, it it went from being oh okay it's not a mystery we know who it is but let's see how he solved it that's interesting not yeah. even close not even in the ballpark you know what I'm saying um and I remember like he, when I you, you when continue. I like when I like realized what, because I had heard, I kind of knew this movie was like, I think this is out of order. I kind of knew that. I thought I'd heard that somewhere, but I didn't really know exactly what it was. And so, like, I think all I had known is, oh, it's told in a way that makes you feel like you have the short-term memory. I was like, that's interesting. But when I realized that it was going backwards, I remember being like, oh, fuck. Like, that's so cool. Like, I had a reaction. I was like, that's sick. Like, I'm on board. I'm really excited to see this. Um, but just how they took every character and as soon as you thought you had them pinned down, you, it's revealed something where you're like, oh, that's, well, that was not real at all. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the first of those moments I think is, uh, when he meets with, what's her face? (laughs) Uh, Carrie. Natalie, yeah, well, yeah, that's Natalie. Carrie and Moss, yeah, Carrie yeah, and yeah. Moss. Uh, when he he meets with Natalie in the the diner, and he gets the folder with the the license plate, and he's putting two and two together because he got the tattoos. And he's like, "Oh shit, that matches the name on my chest, and that matches the license plate number on my arm." Um, yeah. And it's it's and you you're like, "Oh, he figured it out, yay!" But then at the end of well, the yeah, film, yeah, like that's the thing is that you're thinking. Okay, so this is how he finds out that it's Teddy. Okay, okay, and then you—it's just so brilliant how it—it it, it still leads you to be like, okay, we're going to show you how he solved this murder, right? And yeah, it's Teddy. It's the right guy. It's his license plate, John Gamble, John G. Okay, everything's adding up. But then, like, when you find more about this backstory with Natalie, that's—I think—I think that's where I started to go, oh my god, like this is when when it like with the whole thing with Dodd, you know. Yeah. When he like beats up Dodd and then it's revealed that actually 
Lenny is the one who beat up Natalie, and it's because she coaxed him into it, and then just went outside for a second and waited. Like told him, like I'm gonna use you. I'm gonna I'm gonna trick you. I'm gonna use you and make you do whatever I want. And then went mm-hmm. outside and just waited for him for like two minutes. Came back in and said, "Oh, Dodd beat me up." And he was like, "Oh shit, I'll help you." And I was like, "Oh my god!" Like she's playing this whole thing is a ruse. It's just yeah. I think that's that's that like that's when I was like, "Oh wow, this is really like no one can be trusted at all." Even right, the, right. the like motel guy was like, "Yeah, I'm renting you two rooms." You know. Yep. Yep. Wonder how many rooms he was actually see when that happened. I was like, "Uh oh, the motel guy's in on it. He's lying to him, but he's like, there was like a murder in the bathroom or something. He's trying to get him out of there real quick. But the motel guy knows, and he knows Teddy. You know what I mean? Like, I thought something else was going on, but no, no, it was just a, just a double hotel room swindle job. It's it's funny because like I was watching something. Excuse me. Uh, I was watching the thing. It was the the heavy spoiler show that did do like a deep dive on it and. We find out later in the film, like at the end of the movie, but the middle of the story, that John, that um, Teddy has been like basically using Leonard to basically be like a hitman, right? Go chase down people that he wants to kill and goes and kills this drug dealer who ends up being Natalie's boyfriend. And there's $200,000 cash in the car, in yeah. the, like in the Jaguar. And so Teddy's like, we can split it. And if you go back and watch it, how it's shown, so like backwards, right? Teddy's always trying to get the keys to the car. He's always trying to like get him to give him the car so he can just take the money and split. Like in the beginning, he's like tries to trick him and say that Teddy's car is his car. His car. And he's like, no, this is my car. And he's like, ah. And then he's like, the cops are looking for me. We got to get you out of here. We got to get you a new identity, like even a new car, all this kind of stuff. And it's right. like, yeah, because he's trying to get the money that is in the car. It's just. Because it, it's all still there for you to see, but you don't have all the information, you know? It's just so good. It's so it's so good. And he's wearing, like, Jimmy's suit, and, like, it's Jimmy's car. Right. It's wild. Right. Um, speaking of it's there for you to see, um... Did you and you might have you might have heard about this in 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 the YouTube videos that you watched? But I'm curious if you saw it uh, when you when you watched the movie. Did you notice anything interesting when we get the like uh, characterization of uh, uh, what what the hell's the dude's name? The the other guy, the guy who whose life he's like, oh, I'm better. Uh, Sammy Jenkins. Did you notice anything interesting about the Sammy Jenkins like flashback? Yes. Was it the one where he's like in the asylum? Uh, yeah. Where yeah. the guy like walks in front of him, and then it comes back, and it's and it's Leonard in the chair for like a split second. A yeah, split second. I saw that, and I was like, "I well, see." At first, at that moment, I didn't, I didn't think, "Oh, that's actually Leonard." It's, there's no Sammy. I thought it of of like, "Oh, he's trying to put himself in that situation," but yes, but then it leads itself to like. Yo, he, there is no Sammy, right? You know, there is no, that's the thing is that, is Teddy actually telling the truth? Is he, you know what I'm saying? That's where the thing is. Right. Right. Cause, cause Teddy says there was a, there was a, a Sammy. Why do all their names end in E? That's why I got confused in the fucking movie well, in a like minute. Lenny. It's Cause we got Sammy, we got Lenny Teddy. and Teddy. Come hmm. on. Jimmy. Come on, Chris. Um, what were you going to say? Well, I was, <laughs> I was saying, um, 
Uh, I don't remember. Never mind. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool. We have the short-term memory. <sighs> no, um, but I, I think that's fascinating. I think that's... Um, oh, we were talking about like what it, what is the true ending, right? Because uh, Teddy, Teddy essentially says, you know, Sammy was real. You're just projecting your life onto... Or you're projecting his life onto yours or, or whatever he says, right? But it, it, could it be the case that... But Teddy also says that they killed the, the guy that, that, that killed his wife like a year ago, right? Yeah. Um, and I remember the first time that I saw this movie, the conclusion that I reached after the movie was over <coughs> was that there was no murder. That was just like made up in, in however, like it's just a story that he tells himself so that he has a purpose, right? But that mm-hmm. his wife actually like co- committed suicide by having him give her the insulin, which is Sammy's story, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, That's the conclusion that I reached was that there was no murder. So like Teddy could have been making that up, like the whole thing. They, they might not have killed anybody a year ago. Or if they killed someone a year ago, it could have been some schmuck. That, yeah, that, that Teddy wanted Teddy gone because he's a he's a corrupt cop, right? Yeah, I definitely for some reason lean towards that, um, but it's fascinating because like that brings up this whole question of like, I remember when I this is I, I'm kind of going off on a tangent and I'm gonna pose a big Do question it. and I'd love to talk about it because I think it's so fascinating. I remember when I read this and I was old enough to like. <clears throat> have it make sense and be like, oh, wow, that's really interesting. And it was something like, your memories are actually not entirely true. Yeah. yeah. It was like, your memory of a moment is colored by an emotion or a perception or what you wanted it to be or what you think it was, whatever. And so but you actually... Just- not just that, Hunter. Yeah. Those those circumstances, what you hoped it would be, an emotion that colors it, those can change over time. And so a yeah. memory from like early in your childhood could be completely different now than it was when it when it happened or like shortly after yeah. it happened, right? And it's just wild because like you don't actually correctly remember your life. And that I think we I think we correctly remember because it is all colored by experience. Well, yes, but and, I'm I'm you okay. You, you don't. Ab- objectively remember your life correctly do we objectively know anything oh my god zach you 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 see what i'm trying to say where it's like even science is just theories like there's no (laughs) that like that like fucked me up big time and i was like oh my god because there's a moment and i'm pretty sure you were there for this but that's the thing is memories i don't know i have like a moment that i that i come back to when i think about being like 18 19 and it was like in my in my brain, in my head, in my heart, it's become like the quintessential like coming of age memory that I have for some reason. Okay. And it was after high school. I think it was the summer after high school. So maybe it's yeah, it's like it's like the end of childhood, beginning of adulthood kind of moment. Right. And it was one of those moments where it's like maybe in the moment I thought well, no, there's no way, but like being like, oh, this is beautiful. This is, we're all here. You know, we're all going to go to college, whatever. We're going to move. I mean, you didn't, but <laughs> we stayed. I went to college. No, but like we, 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 we didn't move. We played Call of Duty yeah. and cookies. <laughs> hey, and that was awesome. It was okay. great. Amazing. Um, but we were at Ethan's house. You know, Ethan, everyone here knows Ethan, good friend of the pod. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Ethan. And maybe 
Ethan, if you listen to this, you can text us and see if you remember this moment. And our entire friend group was there. Everybody, like, from, like, Tyler to, like, Kaylin, Trey, every, you know, everybody. And we were all in a circle. We were singing Fix You by Coldplay. Do you remember this? I do remember this, yeah. And for some reason, that moment to me was like, oh, this was this beautiful, like, we were all, you know, kids and we were at, out of high school. And so whenever I hear, like, that song, I'm like... Teary, you know, teary-eyed and stuff. Yeah. But yeah. like, did that happen like that? You know what I'm saying? Like, where was was the night as pretty as I think it was? You know what I'm saying? Like, was that the night that we we started to watch Harry Carey or Carey? Sorry, Carey. <laughs> and then the opening scene came on, and uh, Ethan's mom walked down and was like, "You're not watching this because it was a bunch of naked girls in a locker room." I don't. Do you remember that? I don't think. Were you there for that? that? I don't think okay, so. Okay, that must have been a different night. <laughs> Which and that then, sounds then, like me. If I they were all, early. it was like the the eighties, right? So they, you know, had had hair. <laughs> oh my god! And, I knew and, you were and, going there. And Brooks, Brooks just started yelling, "Harry Carey, Harry Carey!" <laughs> <laughs> and then we turned on something else. I don't. <laughs> that might have yeah. been the that might have been the night that um, they decided because. I remember starting Game of Thrones at Ethan's house. So this might have been a couple years after. I was about to say, was, yeah, was Game of Thrones yeah. that was that was that far? But it's funny because like I think about that memory a lot for some reason, and then I wonder. I'm like, oh, like I wonder if that's what it was actually like. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like or like relationship memories where you're like you romanticized it, and it's this like perfect, beautiful thing. And I'm just like, was it like that when it happened? Mm-hmm. And it trips me so, out. Sorry, last thing, and then I'm done, and then I'll shut up for a second. But I think about it in the sense of like what happened yesterday. Like every it, memory is crazy. Like at this moment with me and you is going to become a memory. And so will I remember it like it actually happened or like however I perceived it? You know what I'm saying? It's just it's just a trip. Yeah. It just trips me out. Anyway, take it away because yeah. I've been talking. There, there are some memories that I like to I like to tell myself a tale that they uh, stay the same throughout time. Uh, I'm thinking of, do you remember that t- <laughs> You remember that oh, time we went to we went to Athens, uh, and we were I'm not gonna name any names, but we were at someone's like dorm. It was two two girls that we knew. Yes, we were yep. in their dorm, and Trey got chased by a cop, and then this I don't remember if this was before or after, but they started like fighting with one another, and I was like, and the Lord said, "Come on." <laughs> <fuck." laughs> yes. And like every time I think of that memory, it's always just like this funny thing that happened. You know, we're yeah. just like young well, kids being crazy. What's and funny, that's that's I feel like that's what it was when it happened too, right? Well, what's funny is that I feel like that memory, and this is this maybe this why 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 me and you've been best friends for so long because it was just for us. But mm. like I don't think anybody else heard you say that like except no. me, and no. I thought it was the funniest thing I'd ever heard in my entire fucking life. <laughs> and so like. Or like that one time you had a like a bottle of water and you were ex- like exhausted and so thirsty. It was and not just water. Chugged it and it wasn't water and I'll never forget your face. It was when we went to uh, uh, L- Lanny's friend's yeah. apartment yeah. or dorm yeah. and she was they like, "You guys want to watch Friends?" Friends. <laughs> <laughs> it's like three a.m. after uh, the bars. She's like, "Y'all want to watch Friends?" I gotta make sure I'm not being too loud. Make sure Hollis is still asleep. <laughs> um, but it's funny because like. Those moments, that moment for me was similar as it was for you. Like I was in that same place as you were, but for somebody else who might have heard you say yeah. that, yeah, that's totally different. And it's just so fascinating. And so this movie poses a question to bring it full circle. Of, if it's like, well, what story do you want your memory to tell? 
because you actually sure. can choose it. You can choose it. You well, um, <clears throat> to an extent, at least. Can you be okay? So I feel like, I feel like, it's early in the film. We're like thirty minutes in the film, and he's eating at a diner or something with Teddy, and they're talking mm. about. He's like, "What the hell are you doing with those photos? You don't know what the hell's going on." That was yeah. my that was my Teddy impression. It's pretty good. I thought it was I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> uh, and, and and Lenny is saying, or Leonard, as he likes to be called, he doesn't like to be called Lenny because that's what his wife called him, and it gives him bad memories. Um, is talking about uh, you can't trust memory, you trust fact. Uh, you know, eyewitness testimony is unreliable. Memory is unreliable. So we 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 go off of facts, uh, which <clears throat> is convenient for his condition because he he has no memory. So I guess I guess I'm thinking about the end of the film, right? When we reach the point where he kills somebody who allegedly was not the guy he he should have killed. Teddy tells him, we killed that guy like over a year ago, right? And Mm -hmm. he decides in that moment that his original goal of like justice for his wife isn't what he wants anymore, right? He, he, He just wants vengeance, anyone who does him wrong. And so he burns those photos and tattoos his body so that he will think in the future that Teddy is the guy, right? Now, if he had all of his memories intact, he would have to spin that completely differently to himself. He would, he wouldn't be able to trick himself, right? So, yeah. Without memory, he's able to do that. But but if he had his memory, he would have to he would have to be just okay with killing Teddy. Does that make sense? Yeah, but I is it that. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Where like it, it's not it's it's easy for him to influence himself because he doesn't have the memory, right? And so he's he's lying to himself in order to because he has no memory in order to influence future events. Whereas yeah, but people like, lie to themselves all the time. Maybe not on sure, that scale. Sure, but let me ask you this: Right after he killed, uh, uh, what's his face? Right at the end, right? Um, no, no, no. That's the beginning. Oh, Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy, you mean the, <laughs> the you mean the end of the, the movie or the end of the, the end story? Of, the end of the movie when Jimmy, he kills yeah. when he Jimmy. kills Jimmy, uh, and and Teddy confesses all this stuff to him. If if he was okay doing it, like without his memory or with his memory, he would have just done it right then, right? He would just killed him, yeah. but he doesn't. He he goes through these steps to like. It's like a self-preservation thing. These lies that he tells himself to keep himself going because as we said before, if he doesn't have a purpose, what's he doing? Yeah. What's he going to do? Just wake up at the motel, look at his tattoos that say, you're done and just sit by the pool not knowing what the fuck's going on? (laughs) Well, yeah, like that's... So I guess like how do we give ourselves purpose? You know what I mean? Yeah. How do we like what or if not how then like what is it what gives us purpose? And because people lie to themselves all the time, man, and it, it's it's not so black and white and convenient as hey, you know, it's you can't tell me hey you you have blonde hair when I'm like well no hey like if 
how do I say this? I can't be like, I have blonde hair. And then you say, well, actually you have brown hair and I can't just convince myself. I mean, I guess I could try to convince myself that I, that you're wrong, but, <clears throat> but in so many ways we influence our actions and ourselves because we deny ourselves a truth that we don't want to face or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And like, that's his right. truth, his truth, you know, when it translates to, 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 to the real world, it's much more internal, but his truth is his job is done. He already found the guy who killed his wife. Or is it the fact that maybe he killed his wife? Because right. His his he, truth may be that, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but his no, truth no, may be that there's no one to direct his grief at. Yeah. And and that would be incredibly hard to face, I think. Yeah, for, well, that's... For the, the personality that he is, right? You know what's funny is that there's so many things, and this is like, I guess this is like self-help 101, but it's just like, I remember... It's such human nature to be like, oh, well, all of these external circumstances, <laughs> all yeah. of these things, yeah. And sometimes there are genuine things where it's like circumstances are out of your control, whatever. But just being like, oh, well, I, I can't do this because um, so-and-so, whatever. And it's like, did right. they actually or did you just decide that so you could have an excuse? And I, right. I've done that. Everyone's done that. Like everybody has that tendency, um, and it's really hard to look at yourself and be like, "Actually, this was me. This this situation. While maybe I wasn't the only one involved in getting it to this scenario where it is, I am part of this, and I, you know, contributed to this. Right. Um, right. And that's people do not like any sort of accountability. I guess you know what I'm saying. It's just like with. Uh, I don't know, but that's that's hard for people. It's 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 extremely hard. <coughs> it's extremely hard. <laughs> I'm getting choked up talking about it. Okay, so now the end of the story, beginning of the film, when he, uh, you know, hits hits Teddy on the back of the head, and Teddy says, uh, "You don't have a clue, you freak." Which, by the way, uh, fun fact. Christopher Nolan didn't like the way that uh, Joe Pantoliano said, you freak. So he did a Joe Pantoliano impression, and they dubbed it over. So that's actually Christopher Nolan's voice. Is saying, it really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't tell when I was watching. I was just looking at, like, fun facts, you know, yeah. before before the episode. Anyways, when he says, you know, go down in the basement and see who you really are, and then uh, 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 Lenny shoots him, right? This is an opportunity for him to break the cycle, but couldn't you see with 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 um, with Lenny's personality? Couldn't you see him going down in the basement, finding a body, realizing that he's already killed somebody, and then finding some fucked up reason to repeat the cycle, burn the photos, yeah. find someone else, and, and and continue on again? Don't you think this is just like a like how many times has this happened? Yeah, and that's what he he drives away, kind of with that resolve of being like oh well like i have to believe that my actions have meaning and i you know when i close my eyes the world keeps spinning i have to believe that i have a purpose in this and end of the film middle point of the story right is what we're talking about yeah Yeah. and so that's what it is for him he's like i've got to and i think it's it's tough because in this kind of scenario like in a real world scenario this would be really tough to kind of figure out because like he wakes up every day feeling like his wife just got murdered whether she did or didn't you know it is fascinating to when he says like how do i heal when i can't feel time 
which is such a weird question. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's an how odd do question. you? That's such a weird thing to 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 to, to consider. To have short-term memory and the last thing you remember is just trauma would be yeah. difficult. How do you, I mean. But it's wild too because like I, I just, I don't know. We can go on and on about this movie. We need to wrap up here soon. But I also just love how like our protagonists that were like, oh, I want to see how this guy navigates this. This is super cool. Like I'm cheering for him. He's, he's on a, you know, he's going to find this guy. Oh, he if you sucks. Yeah, like, if you watch this chronologically, he's evil. <laughs> yeah, he's the worst. He's like not a good dude. Um it's just it it can't I can't get over how played I felt in the best way. I was like, Oh, you just toyed with me the entire time. You knew what you were doing and I was all here for it. I love it. This I mean, this is up there for me. Yeah, you know, I I don't know. We we might not be able to rank all the Crystal movies because we're not we haven't reviewed them all, and that'd be kind of a spoiler if we ever did them in the future. But mm-hmm. this is up there for me. It just in movies in general. I mean, I love his movies, but like, I w- I think I'm more blown away by this movie than I was with Inception. Oh, 100 percent. Inception you know I mean? was like like visually stunning, and it was like kind of a mind fuck. Yeah, but um. Yeah, like you, you, I mean, you hit it, the the, you hit the nail on the head uh, at the at the the top of the episode when you said the bigger budget films, as as you know, stunning as they are, this feels like an indie filmmaker like leaving his mark and like doing yeah. his thing in a way that just it's it's really re- rewarding. I'm sure for for Christopher Nolan when he made this film, but also to the viewer, right? Like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This shit. Yeah. It, this shit It was right great, here. man. It was great. Like, I just... Also, there's little details where apparently, like, small stuff where, like, uh, the expiration date um, on Teddy... This tiny little stuff that you have to, like, you know, look at up the mic script to see. The date on Teddy's... Uh, license plate or like driver's license when when he gets it from natalie is impossible because it's like february 29th but it's not it's like not a not a leap year right and there's a photo of natalie and jimmy and jimmy has a mustache and then later in that same photo he doesn't have a mustache and they've shifted a little bit yeah and so it's like little tiny things they start sowing the seeds of like is your memory actually are you remembering this correctly like can it be trusted or is it faulty um you know, you learn to trust your own handwriting, but someone can go behind you and scribble something out and then you'll think you did it. You know, like... Which sure. The the thing on Natalie's, he wrote it in like a different handwriting and then scribbled it out. Um, and it actually was, was correct where he was like, she's playing you, like don't trust her. It's just fascinating. You know, like that's such an interesting thing. And there's there's been times where like, you know, like like me and Hannah were like, she'll say something or like, what was something? And I'll be like, oh, I remember this. And like, you can be so sure. And then she can say, no, I was there. I remember this. And you're both just like, N- what? Like, well, one That's of us. That's when you throw the, the challenge flag, like in those commercials. <laughs> you, you watch it back. I don't have an instant replay referee, sorry. But it's just fascinating to me how someone can be so certain you know they were like i know what i saw i know what happened 
And it's like, <clears throat> maybe. This is why everyone should vlog their life. Like have one of those life vlogs where they're just like constantly, constantly filming. It's like a 24-hour feed of your life that just gets yeah. stored in the cloud. <laughs> like you can go back and be like, when did I poop yesterday? And you just like watch yourself pooping. Just look at it. <laughs> Um, well, anyway, we're pushing an hour, so um, anything else you want to touch? I mean, there's we can go on for us on this one, but um, let me. Th- I mean, yes, but we uh, we can wrap it up. We can wrap it up. Uh, I do think <coughs> I'm looking at a a graphic of the timelines and where they are in the film. It's less of a paperclip and it looks more like like a like a like a mountain. You know, like a like a ski mountain that has like chasms. Okay, yeah, I got and you. And then cuz you got like timelines going like this and then you got timelines down here and they meet at the bottom and that's like the ski lodge down at the bottom where you have gotcha. like a murderer and then you find oh, out yeah. the person's evil, you know, at the yeah. ski lodge. Classic. Classic. Um well Zach, I think this is your episode so you have to ask the important question. Uh, Hunter, Hunter Callahan. Yes. But is Memento good? Um, it is superb. It is excellent. It is a masterclass. Our rule is for Golden Goods. Is it? It's a film that we that we review this year, right? It's not about it being a new film, right? Correct, because we had we had Heat in there last year, and Heat's old as shit. Well, I know that we had the Golden Oldies. So this will this is going to be nominated for something. Okay. We'll have to make sure we like clearly define what can qualify as a golden <laughs> good. Gonna, I forgot. We're not going to clearly define anything. Are you kidding me? But this is definitely going to be at least nominated for a, for a golden oldie. Are you kidding me? But Are yeah, you it's kidding amazing. Me? I don't know what I'm talking. Um yeah, it's 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 wonderful. So uh, Rotten Tomatoes has it at ninety three percent for for a critic score. Audience score is ninety four percent. It's pretty good. I would give yeah, it like a ninety five at least. It's pretty good. Ooh, ninety five. Okay, interesting. Yeah, probably. But unfortunately, Hunter, mm. somebody hates the movie that you love. Do you love this movie? I love this movie. Somebody hates it, and we're gonna well, let's find out who they are. Mm hmm. With every movie sucks, every movie sucks, every movie sucks. Uh, <sighs> <laughs> this one's too long. Where seventeen says, "I'm convinced that Christopher Nolan just makes these movies to make teenage boys feel intellectual." I am perplexed as to why I have been hearing this movie is so great for so long, and it's not that I don't understand the point. It's that I do, and I think it's not making any kind of profound statement whatsoever. Um, uh, uh, where 17, I would say to you that movies need to be viewed uh, keeping in mind their context. So maybe you've seen some films that came out in the past 23 years that have like a similar chronology or twist at the end, but this mm. movie came out in 2000, and... It was pretty fucking good back in 2000, and I think it's really good today. So why it don't is. you just shut up? Uh, here's Jeff Rosemont. Uh, only took me about three months to view this film. That's a long time. 
The story changes track every five minutes, and it is a torture to watch. I cannot begin to tell you how overrated this movie is. It is a favorite of Ursat's and oh, Ursat's intellectuals who want to prove their smarts and congratulate themselves by figuring out this empty, pointless wake fest of a monumentally overrated movie. Wow. Okay, if you watched it over three months, why? Why? Bruh. Why? Bruh. His his picture on on Letterboxd is Killian Murphy from Oppenheimer. Yeah. His favorite films are Inglorious Bastards, The Covenant, Sisu, which just came out like last week. Sisu and so did the uh, Covenant. Lone Survivor. Oh, The Covenant did come out like last week, didn't it? Bro, he gave Everything Everywhere a half star saying top five worst movie of all time. Waste of time. Fucking pathetic. We're, we're not going to be friends with Jeff. <clears throat> okay, moving on. Your turn. But he gave A Man Called Otto three and a half stars. Get out I of my face. I did see that, and it was enjoyable. It was enjoyable. Get out of my face. Um... Now I'm tilted. Sir Mordred says, the ending of this film just annoys me so much that I don't even want to bother questioning it. Well, then you don't have the energy for this movie. Don't watch it. That's right. Uh, you, you you can go. You can go, Zach. You can do two in a row. You, you can I do will two in a row. never, <laughs> never do what I get so mad at you for doing. <laughs> It was the most boring film from Nolan I've ever seen, though I'd always had mixed feelings about him. Oh, well, then you shouldn't have watched it. Here's one that just says, <laughs> this is pretty clever. It's a half story of you that just says, forgettable. Because <laughs> uh, memory. Uh. I get it. I'll do one more, then, I, then I'll be done. Uh, Rak- Rocky Taki says, half star. I just want to know why this movie has everyone in a chokehold. Did the writers also suffer from a condition? If you want to see a white guy with bleached hair look confused for an hour straight, just watch an Eminem music video. It probably has a better pacing than this anyway. <laughs> Eminem's good though, so I mean, you know, don't hate. <laughs> I love how you're like he 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 he, but Eminem's good though. <laughs> I do like Eminem, for the, I mean, uh, for the most part. The rogue critic says. One of the worst and most confusing films of all time. Totally lacks a plot due to its own narrative structure spoiling its climax. That's not the climax, you idiot. Uh, That was me. The film is the very antithesis of storytelling and clarity and is therefore total trash. Suffers (laughs) further due to content. This guy's an idiot. Yeah, that that guy's just dumb. Sorry, that's a stupid, stupid This guy pays for Letterboxd Pro. (laughs) Thumb, bro. Uh, his favorite film? Oh no! It's Fellowship of the Ring. It's a good one. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh no! All right. Well, there's oh, Seven sucks. Samurai. That's another good one. He has a he has a bad take here, but he has some good taste. <sighs> Maybe he just wants to be different and not like Christopher Nolan. Maybe. Ooh. N- oh, never mind. He gave nope. The Hobbit: An Unexpected Journey five stars. Is not a five star movie. Mm. <laughs> it is not. Mm. Um, Zach, can you give me a? Oh wait, what's that reaction? Tell me. What is it? 
He gave Tenet a half star. He gave Interstellar a half star. He gave Nightcrawler a half star. He gave Dunkirk a half star. He gave All Quiet on the Western Front a half star. Okay, I didn't really like it either. <laughs> He's given so many movies that 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 are so good. He gave No Country for Old Men a half star. There Will Be Blood a half star. This man, Inception a half star. The Dark Knight a half star. The Truman Show a half star. Matrix a half star. This is the worst... He has the worst takes of all time. <laughs> Sam Raimi's Spider-Man, a half star. Finding mm. Nemo, five. <laughs> that is a good movie, though. Okay, but... <laughs> but it's not better It's not better than a lot of half of those films. Episode three, Star Wars episode three, five stars. No. <laughs> no, that's a three-star movie, Tops. That's a, episode... That's a, that, that's a two-star Ep- movie with a five-star ending. Episode one, five stars. But here's the kicker. Bullshit. <laughs> episode two, which I, I really liked episode two. Uh, he gave that. He only gave that one four stars. So he's saying that that's the worst of the prequels. It is. Episode two? Uh, well, one or two. The prequels are not good, but they're just classics now. Episode one's the worst. Anyway... Zach, give me a theme song into some shindigs, please. It's time for the shindigs. The rogue critics suck at reviewing movies, so we're moving to the shindigs. Yeah, yeah. This piece of shit gave Die Hard a half star. We're <laughs> to the shindigs. My first uh, shindig is, I don't know any details on this because I didn't look it up, but apparently the studio is planning to remake this movie. Memento? Yeah, did you know that? Who who's gonna do it? I I wouldn't want to, but apparently there's a plan to remake this movie that will stay true to Nolan's original. How about you just don't touch it? Yeah, staying true to Nolan's original is letting it stand on its own. Like, anyway. how would you? How would you? If it's staying true, would it just be the same thing with different actors in a, in a bigger budget? They already did that with Psycho and Vince Vaughn, and it was bad. So anyway, here we go. Um, I don't have a time because uh, it's been a week. Um, but here's some funny stuff. Zack Snyder has claimed people did not understand his heavily layered and experiential superhero movies. People were just like, how about you shut up and stop talking about it already? But that's funny. Guardians 3 is set to pass half a billion dollars this weekend, so it's doing quite well. Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, Willem Dafoe, Ray Yusuf, and Jared Carmichael all star in the new trailer for Yorgos Lanthimos's Poor Things. Um, we got a new poster of the entire stacked cast of Wes Anderson's new film, Asteroid City. Tom Holland has long hair but still looks like a 15-year-old with the man of Seafried, a new trailer for Apple TV's Plus, The Crowded Room. We get our first look at Albert Einstein in Chris Nolan's Oppenheimer. Uh, what? Uh, there were all these tweets that were just like, first look at Albert Einstein in Oppenheimer. But... It's funny because you said that too. You just said Albert Einstein and Oppenheimer. And there are all these tweets like, oh, I didn't realize that Albert Einstein was still acting. Because like any anyone else, like you would say, first look at Ryan Gosling as Ken in Barbie or first look at oh, Margot yeah, Robbie. Yeah. But the, the, no one's mentioning the name of the actor playing Albert That's Einstein. That's hilarious. Yeah, he's, so he's, just, he's, he's back from the dead. He's, he's acting. It's, it's, it's Albert Einstein. Yeah. 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 Um, Matt Reeves has halted writing on the Batman 2 to support the writer strike. Um, 
the Hollywood Reporter apparently released a short list of actors who are in discussion to be top contenders for Superman roles in Superman Legacy. Um, that these include, let me see if I can find it fast. David Corn Sweat, who uh, has been in uh, Pearl. He was in some show that I watched. He has the look. He's apparently the top contender to play Superman. Um, Jacob Lordy, who has been on Euphoria, is also in the talks. Uh, for Lois Lane, Emma Mackey, who is in Barbie. She's also like a Margot Robbie clone. Um, is in talks to be possibly uh, Lois Lane, but so is um, Rachel Br- Brosnahan, who is Marvelous Miss, Miss Maisel. Um, a lot of great actors, apparently. This They said this is like the hottest film on the, on the market, but also Gunn came out and kind of said, hey, don't listen to these people. We don't have a short list yet, so, you know. Uh, but also, this one that I thought was hilarious, The Rock, his career is falling apart ever since Black Adam, has done what he swore he'd never do, and he is going back to the Fast and Furious franchise. <laughs> and yeah. the biggest news that I thought was, good God, make it stop, is that Vin Diesel has confirmed that Fast 10 is the beginning of a new trilogy. So they're going to make 12 of these movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got to milk it right at the end, just like they did two Deathly Hallows movies, which I guess... were there two Deathly Hallows books, or was there just one Deathly no, Hallows just book? One. Oh, so he's saying that this story is going to take place over three movies. This one, like the the final chapter, is three movies. Yeah, I think that's what he's saying. It's going to be God, a trilogy. Gross. Anyway, that's the news. This guy Zach, gave Vertigo a half star. Oh my God! You have to let him go. I can't. This is <laughs> you insane. Have to, you have to do Braves minute. I have, have, have to do Braves minute. Hey, you know what he gave uh, five stars. Uh, shout out to Mr. Gerald. He gave Ben Hur <laughs> five stars. Nineteen fifty nine. Ben Hur. Zach, it's time for the Braves minute. Focus up. Focus. 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 Come on. All right. So we all know that uh, Kyle Wright is out indefinitely with shoulder inflammation. Uh, Max Freed had a rough start. I was at that game. He went to make a throw to first base and just like completely missed it, which is weird because he's facing Matt Olson. Turns out he has a forearm strain, and he's also out indefinitely. Um, there, there are reports that Max will be back before Kyle because Kyle thinks mm-hmm. that his, his issue is going to take a long time. So we're in some, some rotation trouble. Meanwhile, uh, Mike Soroka is just getting ass blasted in triple a yeah good he he didn't have uh the best start his his last two times out part of that could be because they're giving him extra rest you know sometimes pitchers need to be pitching to 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 stay in their rhythm right um so that could be part of it but i mean we're thinking we're going to call it mike michael sorry he goes by michael this year uh michael soroka soon uh the 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 offense has hit a a a cold spell in Toronto. I guess it's a little chilly up there. Uh, except for Marcel Ozuna, who... And, uh, and, and Rosario's got like an 11-game hitting streak or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, they're both doing well. Um, it's just crazy that one one night... So, so Friday's game did not score a run. Saturday's game... The only runs we scored were off of a Marcelo Zuna homer. And uh, uh, last week's, maybe two weeks ago, maybe Marcelo's been hitting well for two weeks. 
But just a couple weeks ago, Marcelo Zuna was the worst player in baseball. And now he's he's our only offense. Because yet last night, he wasn't in the lineup. So putting him in the lineup created two two runs. Yeah, does we've that, lost... Does what, that make sense? Or, <laughs> I'm yeah, just we've ranting. we've lost, what, like three, or, three in a row for the first time in a while. Three in a row for the first time since 1927. <laughs> Yeah, that was a bullshit statistic. You said that so confidently. Was like, <laughs> that was very brave of you. That's the bravest thing I've done all week. Very brave. It's time for whiskey shots. Here's my whiskey shot. I'm get, uh, yeah, I'm going to go get my whiskey shot. Okay, cool. Um, And then we'll wrap it up. I'll go ahead and do this spiel while Zach's getting his, his whiskey shot so we can close on the whiskey shot. Please like and subscribe. You can follow us at uh, on Twitter at B-I-I-G podcast. You can email us at biigpodcast at gmail.com. Please say hello, what you what you want to see, what you want to hear. What films should we do? Do you like this movie? What films have you given half stars to? You can follow me. Um, actually, you can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at But Is A Good Podcast. You can follow me on Instagram and everywhere else at Hunter Callahan Music. You can follow Zach on Instagram at Zach with an H2, the number, the, T-H-A, future.31. Uh, please say hello, follow, we'll follow you back. And um, yeah, next week we're doing The Prestige as we continue our little mini Christopher Nolan uh, series. Zach, do you have your uh, whiskey shot? I do. I have my I have my whiskey shot here. Awesome. This man gave Forrest Gump a half star, Hunter. Zach, you have to let him go. Let it go. He's not your problem. This is, think about whiskey. Think about her her sweet little fur now and, and, and how we miss her. And how she'd be telling you, stop it, or I'm going to fire you from the podcast, because she's the boss. This is for whiskey. To whiskey. To whiskey. <laughs> oh, I poured a bigger shot than I thought. I had to, like, <laughs> dr- I had to, like drink it. Yeah. All right, cool. Do you have anything else to add? N- n- no. <laughs> okay. Well, it's 11 o'clock. And we're tired. So we shall bid you guys adieu until next week. And uh, so, yeah, adieu. Adieu. (laughs) But is it good podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah.